Welcome back to the Hearts Unleashed podcast. We're turning dreamers into doers. If you're ready to open your heart and take inspired action on your dreams, you are in the perfect place with wonderful people. Here's your host, dreamer, educator, and adventurer, Abigail Gazda. All right. Welcome, Hearts. Welcome to the Hearts Unleashed podcast, where we are turning dreamers into doers. And I am so excited to introduce you to Linda Sunshine West, known as the queen of collaboration. I'm really excited. She is also the founder of Woman Action Takers, and she's also a speaker six-time best-selling author, would love to hear about all of that, mastermind facilitator, executive film producer, and red carpet interviewer. She has faced one fear every day for an entire year and in doing so has gained an exorbitant amount of confidence and uses that confidence to make a difference and a positive impact on the planet. Her mission is to help 5 million women entrepreneurs share their voice with the world with her mastermind, Collaborative Podcast, Projects, podcasts, magazine, and events. She also believes in cooperation and collaboration and loves connecting with like-minded people. And she proudly donates 10% of her profits to the Giving Angels. So welcome. Thank you so much for being here, Linda. I would love to hear more about all of that, which you do. So tell us how you got started doing all the things that you do. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Abigail, for having me today. And what's interesting is I hear my bio said... Um, this all, all of that just came about within the last six years, like just about six years ago is when everything started. And I remember when I would first be introduced, you know, about that time as I, um, I didn't have anything, like, I didn't have anything for anybody to talk about, you know? So I, uh, you know, came from the corporate world for 36 years. And during that 36 years, I had 49 jobs, oh my. 49 jobs. So obviously I'm not um, employee material. And, and by the way, I never got fired from a single job. I left those jobs just because I was, I was bored. I got mm-hmm. easily bored, you know, as an entrepreneur, you know, most of us, I think I would, I'll say most of us um, have this, this need to continually like grow and learn and implement and, and create something out of, out of nothing. And that was me, but I didn't know it at the time because I didn't know what entrepreneurship was. And I never, I never ever imagined myself having my own business because I was an employee. That was what I was groomed to be, you know, from a little kid that grow to be an employee. And it was very interesting that, I made a decision. I I made a decision to just like quit my last job, which was working for a judge in the Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals. And for my line of work, which was a legal secretary, I had made it. Like I was on the job that, because I was working for the number two judge in the entire Western Western states of the United States. And, And I just was so bored on that job. I only lasted 14 months. That's all I could stand it, you know? So I was driving to work one day and I was like, I'm going to turn in my notice. And I turned in my notice that day and I'm like, I'm just going to do it. I'm going to become an entrepreneur and and start a business. And I got home and I told my husband, I quit my job. You know, I gave him my notice and he's like, well, what are you going to do? I I said, I don't know. I just know what I'm not going to do anymore. I am no longer going to go to work hating it. Mm -hmm. And that really was it was interesting and I was, I'm very fortunate because my husband and I have now been together for 32 years, but you know, he, he loves me. He trusts me. He believes in me, 
which is, um, you know, part of my story. I'll just share really quickly. I grew up in a very volatile, abusive, alcoholic household. And then I married someone just like my dad, you know, who told me how stupid and ignorant I was on a daily basis for two years. And unfortunately, I believed all that negativity about myself. I didn't know who I was, um, who I truly was. I knew who they thought I was and I adopted that and lived, you know, until I was 51, believing that I was stupid and ignorant and I had no purpose and I had no voice to share. This is why I do the work I do. You know, I help women to be seen, be heard, and to be paid for their brilliance. Mm-hmm. And it's it's been an amazing transformation because for me to go uh, from the person who was always in the back of the room, I didn't want to talk to anybody because I had so many fears. And to go from that to go to what I'm doing now, and that is not only speaking my voice, but helping others to do it. And then to ask for their worth. I mean, it's it's like that. this is my purpose. And I had to go through all that crap mm. to realize that this is my purpose. This is why I'm here and to, to live it proudly. And so that's me in a nutshell. <laughs> I love it. And you said some really awesome things. And um, I really relate. And I also imagine that a lot of our listeners really relate to that insatiable drive or spirit. And I directly relate to that entrepreneurial conversation. I know we have, we have, we definitely have entrepreneurs who listen in and and we've got some people with fixed incomes. And like anyone who's listening to this podcast has that there is more to me, there is more to this, there is more to life. And there's that like, I don't want to call it a search, but there is just that pull, that tug on the heartstrings that keeps us seeking, right? And, and keeps us going. And um, I, like I said, I particularly relate to the entrepreneurial spirit part of it because I like to joke, I can't walk past like an abandoned building without imagining what I'm going to put in it. Uh, so I really relate. I, I also attempted corporate. I, I was pretty grateful that by 20, I think 27 or 28 was when I was like, yeah, no, I am not a nine to fiver, but I was really also grateful for witnessing my sister. Uh, she's actually younger than I am, but she honored a lot sooner that she is a creative spirit and a creator. And, and so it was really cool to witness, but like you're sharing is there comes a point where like, it's always there, but there comes a point where you actually honor it. So you yeah. spent 36 years in 49 jobs not honoring it or trying to maybe like we often maybe try to suppress that spirit because it's like it's not what we were raised in. It's not the norm. It's, it is more obviously now. And so I want to ask about that because before it was more honorable to get a really secure job and be in it for a long period of time. But not that's not the case anymore. That's not the conversation anymore. Of course, there's those jobs are very important and there's people that fit in them wonderfully. And the people here are much more interested in living their heart unleashed in whatever way that means for them. And so you talk, you share a lot about this year of facing your fears. Is this the year that you busted out and, and made all these changes? Like, how did that go? Yeah, actually, um, in 2014, uh, when I was still working on that job, I was driving to work and 
And I was just getting like angry with life uh, and the world. Like, yeah. you know, my name is Linda Sunshine West. Now, Sunshine's not my given name. Mm-hmm. This is the name that was given to me just in the last few years. Mm-hmm. And so why did nobody ever call me Sunshine before that? Because I wasn't Sunshine. I was walking around. I was unhappy. I was miserable. Like inside, I was just being eaten up alive because again, I didn't think I had any value. I didn't even know why I was here on this planet. So one day I was driving to work and I was like, oh my God, this is so ridiculous. I hate this traffic. I hate my job. You know, I hate, hate, hate like all these things. I don't understand what this planet is all about. Why am I here? What, what value do I have on this planet? I mean, it's ridiculous. Like I was just so full of anger. Mm-hmm. So when I got to work that day, it was kind of interesting because sometimes when we ask ourselves questions, the answer comes uh-huh. in some form, right? But we have to be open at least to see the answer in order. I like to say, see the opportunity, then seize the opportunity. And Mm -hmm. so this is what happened is I got to work that day. I got on Facebook, which we weren't allowed to be on Facebook, but I did anyway, you know? (laughs) So I'm on Facebook and I saw this post in a Facebook group and it was a lady and she said, I'm a life coach. I took some time off and I'm getting back into it. I'm looking for five women who want to change their lives. Like that was her whole post. No pictures, no story, no nothing. That was it. And I was like, I'm in. I don't know who this lady is, but I'm in. I want to change my life. Because I had just been asking myself that question this morning. Why am I here? What's my purpose? Right? So I reached out to her. I ended up working with her for five months. And that was the end of, you know, towards the end of 2014. So what happened was um, I finished working with her in November. In December, I was by myself. During the five months that I worked with her, I made drastic changes because I I'm a good student. I did every homework assignment. I always mm-hmm. she said it's not homework, but I always called it homework. Yeah. But I did every single homework assignment because I wanted to get an A plus. You know, that's how I was. So I did every single assignment and I grew tremendously every single week. Mm-hmm. And I only know this because people would say, Wow, you're so different this week than you were last week. Mm-hmm. So it was kind of affirming that I that I was changing outwardly as well as inwardly. Mm-hmm. And so December, I'm by myself and not as many changes. I didn't have that guidance, that coach, right, to guide me. Mm-hmm. So January 1st of 2015, when I woke up, I said, I'm so addicted to that change and I love the feeling of the positivity and the growth and I wanna keep going because I still had a lot of issues. and. And I just said, you know what? I got so many fears. I'm going to face a fear every single day this year. And I made a decision and it was a commitment to myself, not a New Year's resolution, but a commitment, completely different. So I, every single morning when I woke up, I would ask myself the same question for 365 days. I'd wake up, I'm in bed. I didn't even get out of bed. And I would say, what scares me? And then I would lay in bed in silence and wait till the answer came. Mm-hmm. Whatever was that very first thing that popped into my head was my commitment to myself to facing that fear that day. Mm-hmm. And I did that 365 days and I started noticing that not that I didn't have fears because I do, you know, I, I still have fears. I'm a human being, yeah. but I was learning how to quickly recognize fear and how to say, oh my God, that's just fear. That's mm-hmm. And I like, that's just fear. And then I would say, do it because I'm scared. And then I did something that really helped me tremendously. And this is something I think that's really, a, it's a great exercise for people to do. 
And that's that when you're starting to feel fearful and you're, especially if you're getting ready to say the word, you know, I'm scared, I'm anxious, um, I'm fearful or whatever, I'm afraid, it's to replace all of those words with the word excited. I'm excited to be here. I'm excited to see you. I'm excited to meet new people, which was one of my biggest fears is meeting new people. Mm. But I just replaced the word and excited became my word. And I, I overuse it today. And you know what? I don't care. You know, people, I could be talking and talking about excited, excited, and, and people want to count how many excited I say. I'm okay with that because it doesn't matter. What they yeah. think about me doesn't matter anymore. And um, I'm going to reframe that because it's not that, what people think of me doesn't matter anymore. What has happened for me is that what people think of me no longer adversely affects me. Yeah. They can think that about me and tell me and everything. I just don't let it adversely affect my life anymore. Yeah. I love that. That's so important. And everything you're sharing is just so tangible. Like I can hear things that people can just take right into their life right now in this episode. So thank you for offering what you're sharing. I love the difference between like scared, nervous, anxious, excited, right? Because I I love to like pause for a moment to talk about physiologically. So your heart is racing, your stomach's in knots, you might be breaking a sweat, your breath speeds up, right? Like all of those things, but they happen with most every emotion right? Especially those accelerated types, right? And yeah. so I um, I always offer people use swapping anxious for excited, right? Or like eager is another one. I love the word oh, eager, yeah. right? Because it's like, you're really just anticipating the future, right? But you can make that anticipation really freaky because it's unknown, or you can make it really exciting because it's unknown. But And then just sprinkling in like visualization, right? Imagining it going good or imagine it because we usually catastrophize it (laughs) when we're in that anxious state. And so uh, I just really love what you're talking about, but I also want to like slow it down for a moment because you offered something brilliant that gets stepped over silence. It gets stepped over or underestimated because it's not big and powerful and and Tony Robbins, transform your life, unleash your power, right? Like it's not that. Silence seems like I think that it would almost be equated to like weak or vulnerable. So it's like, I'm not going to go there, right? Stillness and silence. That's where our heart speaks, right? Like the heart whispers, the heart is gentle. And so there's this like, what am I scared of? And it'll tell you, it's got you an answer, right? But when our world is really loud or when we're really distracted and busy, we can't necessarily tune into that. So I love what you said about before I got out of bed, before the day started, I checked in with myself and I heard from myself. Is there anything you'd love to share about that or say about that? Yeah, it's it's interesting as, you know, I've I don't have any training, like proper training or anything like that, right? So sometimes I notice that um, some of the things that I come up with may be um, very profound, Mm. and but I dismiss them. Mm, Yes, I think because I don't have a PhD or I don't have any of these letters after my name. I maybe I'll just add some letters A B comma A B C, and I'll just I'll just make up something an A B C, right? And yeah, so it's funny though because. It is extremely um, profound that that's that's silence, as you say, you know, that space, right? We I created space for my brain to download the answer that I was waiting for, and sometimes it would be instant, and sometimes it was five or ten minutes, 
but I didn't do anything. And it's, I've never thought of it being like a meditational time, Mm -hmm. but I guess really that's what it was. Cause I always say I can't meditate, but I'm sure I can. I just haven't chosen to, you know? Yeah. 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 So taking that time to just let, like, let whatever happen, happen and be grateful for it. Because then I would say, Oh man, I have to do that. Like I would just like freak out, you know, at the beginning, it, it, towards more towards like the last six or seven months, I was grateful for all of those fears that I had because I was able to, you know, I knew that that day I was going to blast through that fear, whatever it was. Mm. Do you have any stories of like a day where it was just crippling fear or anything that you felt stopped by? Every day. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, because, you know, the fear is that, like, people say, um, you know, I hear people sometimes say, oh, that shouldn't scare you, or that, don't worry about mm-hmm. that. Here's the thing is, to the person who's experiencing it, they yeah. are experiencing it, and it is as real as real can be. Yes. We don't know the underlying reason for the fear that they're having, and sometimes we don't even know the underlying reason of our own fears, unless we do something like I did, and then I started examining, why do I have this fear? What's causing this? So I can figure out what's the cause so that maybe I can change the effect, right? So the one thing that I discovered for myself is that probably about 99% of those fears were judgment-based. Mm-hmm. I grew up in a very judgmental household, mm. you know, and because of that, it caused me to have this fear of judgment. But not only that, it turned me into a judgmental person. Like that was what I knew. I yeah. knew judgment. I knew how to judge people, but I didn't like being judged. So I'd make sure that I just hid in a corner and I wouldn't talk to people. I was so scared to have conversations with people, especially like walk up to a stranger. I didn't even like paying for my, like if I went to 7-Eleven to get a big gulp, I don't even, didn't even want to look in the eyes of the person, you know, handling the cash. That's mm-hmm. how scared I was of people. It was that fear of judgment. And, you know, there's there's a saying that more people are scared of speaking on stage than they are of dying. And I don't believe that to be true. I believe what it really is, is more people are scared of the judgment. What are people going to think about me? What if I mess up? Like, it's really this fear of judgment that we have. And, you know, the fear of judgment, it for me, that was crippling because I didn't live my life because I had so many fears of judgment. So the the funniest story that I can remember, like I didn't journal any, you know, I'm not a journaling person, which I look back and I think, dang it, I should have journaled because then I could have <laughs> like my whole book, you know, could be on daily, like what I did. But this one fear, it was really weird. I'm laying there and I ask myself, what scares me? And what pops into my head is talking to a stranger in Starbucks. Like it was it was so specific, probably because yeah. I spent I spent a lot of time at Starbucks at that time because I was running my own business. I was just starting and I had to go get Wi-Fi, you know, because mm-hmm. we didn't have Wi-Fi where I lived. Mm-hmm. So I would go to Starbucks and I was talking to a stranger in Starbucks. So that morning, you know, I got dressed, I went to Starbucks and I, when I walked in, and it had to be a stranger, like that meant one person, not a group. Mm-hmm. So I walked in and I saw all these people were paired up and I was like, oh man, there's no one by themselves. Like, I wanted to get this over with, you know? And so this man, <laughs> this man walks in and he's by himself and he orders his Starbucks and he goes and he sits down and I'm like, oh, thank goodness. There's my victim, right? You know, so, <laughs> so I walked over to him and I said, excuse And I was trembling, by the way, I was like really shaky. I was going to say something to a stranger. Um, I said, excuse me, sir. I'm, 
I'm facing a fear every single day this year. And today my fear is to talk to a stranger in Starbucks. Do you mind if I have a seat with you and have a conversation? And he's like, "Mm, okay, like, who is this weirdo? And so I did, I sat down, we talked for about five minutes. I got up, thanked him for his time. And I walked out of the Starbucks. I did it. I broke through that fear. When I got out, I was like, I felt like just throwing up, you know, it was so scary, but I did it. Now that my point here is that our fears, no matter how big or small they are, they are so real. They're as real as can be to the individual that's experiencing it. Somebody else might say, that's ridiculous. Why were you scared just to talk to a stranger? Mm. One of my other fears was to eat at a restaurant by myself because people are going to look at me and say, oh, that poor thing, she's all by herself. Mm. You know why? That's what I used to say. Yeah. Yep. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So it was an interesting year. That's for sure. I won't do it again, but (laughs) (laughs) I have many fears now. So it might be more, I might have to lay in bed for like an hour or so for a fear to come out. (laughs) Yeah. Well, and I mean, those seasons serve a purpose so that we can, you know, run with them. And I can tell that that's what you're doing. And um, I want to talk about what you're up to now, but I also wanted to touch on something you mentioned as you were sharing those experiences, which Awesome. Awesome examples because it's stuff that we can, you know, really look at. Again, very tangible to take on. Um, And also something that you were sharing was about people invalidating your fears. Like, and uh, I just want to talk like for a moment and just, you know, shine light on you. Like you said, it came from childhood. It came from my home. It came from the way that I grew up and, and it can, and we don't know what we don't know, but so much of who we are comes from the world we grew up in. Right. Like, and until we've really done that introspective work to take, like you said, and, t- and taking a look at your fear and then why am I afraid of that? Like turning it into curiosity really is that introspection that opens up or realizing I have judgment. I've been judged. I fear judgment. I judge people. It's all over. It's a part of my life. It's a part of my identity. And it's so solid. And so I love what you said too, is that just below like whatever we say we're afraid of is the fear of the judgment. Or, you know, I love to work on with clients is like, well, what are you afraid of? Because I like to mention that anxiety is a manifestation of a fear. So you aren't anxious. You don't have anxiety. You're not an anxious person. You have a fear that you have not identified and dealt with yet, right? Like, so it's a place to look and you, you did that looking and, and you dove face first into it, right? Not only like sitting at your journal for hours, looking at it, but you really got in the game of life to look at it and to be with it. And I love what you said about leaving Starbucks and wanting to throw up. Like I've had many a conversation with people that for me, that fear is like directly with people I know, like a parent, like a mom or mom or dad, or somebody that I need to have a, like a, a meaningful conversation with that people that people that aren't used to having an in-depth conversation. This is silly or what are you talking about? Right. Like, so I really relate to that in so many ways. So thank you for sharing the example. Cause again, I think this is something that we can all take into our lives. So from here, I would really love to lean into the way that you have used that year of your life, that confidence that you built to now a six-time selling best author or best-selling author and, and a podcast and a thing and a doing a th- what's all this. So tell us a little bit about what you do nowadays. 
Well, what I do now is that, you know, I help women in their business to gain um, confidence to ask for their worth, because that was one thing I didn't have any confidence to even ask for any money. I did everything for free back then. And then the clarity to attract clients to them and then the focus to get faster results. So these were the three, three of the things that really helped me by breaking through those fears, because oftentimes it's so it's fear that let that stops us from asking for money or more money, right? Oftentimes that's what that is. And then the lack of clarity, it's like when you're not clear, there's no there's no reason why somebody should work with you. So getting that confidence and that clarity is what's going to help you to gain those clients. So that's what I do now. But yeah, those, you know, the the books and the the movie and and all that stuff that all came within you know, starting at the 2015 during that year of facing fears. That's when everything really catapulted. So what are you really excited about these days? What project? Because you're sharing in the beginning and I totally relate is like, there's always something new coming up. And what are you really working on right now that you're excited about? Right now, I'm working on putting together a course called Write and Publish Your Book in 28 Days or Less. So I did it in two weeks. So I thought if I double it, then, you know, people should, it should be able to be uh, attainable, you know? So yeah, I'm excited about it because like knowing that process of how to do it um, really will help move a lot of people along, you know, women action takers, right? It's all about taking action. So I have this idea that it'll, it'll be more than just, I mean, it'll be a course where we drip out every single day, some kind of tip, you know, for that day to help them on their journey to, you know, completing all of the tasks in the 28 days, instead of saying, here's everything, go for it, you know, just kind of drip it out. So it's palatable because I think, um, you know, I, myself, I've bought many, many programs that I never did anything with. And, you know, that's money down the drain. You know, I learned something. What I learned is that I had FOMO. Yeah. So I want to help them to actually accomplish, you know, the, get the result that they're looking for. And that's that publishing that book. Yeah. And so will you tell us the names of your books? Yes, definitely. So let me think. I have six of them. I have an Amazon author page, which will continue to grow. I'm I'm also working on two collaboration books right now that I'm writing. One is called The Fearless Entrepreneurs, where entrepreneurs tell their story, their journey of entrepreneurship and how they you know came through some hardships or what have you to get on the other side. And then the other one is called Invisible No More, Invincible Forevermore. And that book is a story of women who have gone from, you know, feeling invisible in their life to feeling invincible. And because that's what I went through, you know, it's like feeling totally invisible for many years. And, you know, my husband is so amazing and he just has always believed in me. I've been with him 32 years and I didn't feel good about myself though. You know, so it doesn't matter how much somebody else thinks about you, good stuff about you is that if you've had, you know, a shattered past, it's going to be hard to pick those pieces up and put them back together, but you got to do it yourself. And so, so I'll just really quickly go through them. The first book I was in was a collaboration book called Footsteps of the Fearless. And this was while I was facing a fear every day. And my mentor was like, I'm writing a book called Footsteps of the Fearless. I think it's perfect for you because you're facing a fear every day. Yeah. And then after I faced the fear every day, um, the next year, my mentor, again, he's played a huge part in my growth in my life. He said, now that you face the fear every day, what are you going to do? you need to write a book. So I wrote a book called The Year of Fears, which we're giving a free um, download to everybody listening today. And so I'll get you all the information for that. And then after that, I asked myself, and I do this frequently, that's like, what's my natural state of progression? I was in a book, I wrote a book, 
I'm going to start writing my own collaboration books. Mm-hmm. So I came up with this book titled Momentum, 13 Lessons from Action Takers Who Changed the World. I came up with the idea and then I reached out to, I've been blessed to meet some really great people in that year of fears, especially. So I reached out to the founder of Ugg Boots, the creator of the Make-A-Wish Foundation and the inventor of the credit card magnetic strip, which all became friends of mine. And I said, hey, I'm thinking of writing this book. Will you guys be in it? And they all said, yes, just tell me what I need to do. So I was like, oh crap, now I got to write the book, you know? So it kind of put me on that path of uh, writing the collaboration books. And I love doing that because I'm a community builder. I love bringing people together. Mm-hmm. And so this is one of the processes that I do. And then the next three books that are bestsellers, one of them is an international bestseller. Um, the next three books are called One Habit. It's I'm, I'm an co-author in those books. And uh, so it's One Habit for the Happiest People on the Planet, uh, one habit for women action takers and one habit for entrepreneurial success. So those are the the six books I'm currently in and then the two I'm currently writing. And I'll be doing a lot more collaboration books. I'll be doing women action takers themed books. So I'm looking forward to doing that after I release the two that I'm currently working on. Thank you for asking. Yeah, thank you, because I can hear the theme of it, right? Those collaboration books and Queen of Collaboration, that makes sense right. to me, because I'm like, well, I got to find all these things out. And so you're you're tying all the put and bows on everything for me. So I appreciate that. And it's awesome. And I really love that because I imagine that there are people listening who say, you know, would be interested in that. And so if someone were interested in, is it an invite only? Is it an application? How can people connect with you to potentially be considered for your collaborative books? Well, for the collaboration books, they can go to womenactiontakers.com slash collab, C-O-L-L-A-B. That will take them right to my Calendly link to set up an appointment to you know, have a t- chat with me. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. That's perfect. And so, and then we get to have a free download of the Year of Fears, yes? Yes. Theyearoffears.com theyearoffears.com. Perfect. And then also, you guys, we will be sure to um, put all that information into the show notes so that you can grab onto the opportunity, meet Linda Sunshine West and and just get to know her, maybe have her get to know you if you're ready and excited to share your brilliance as well and continue to unleash your heart. And so Linda, as we wrap up, I would really, you know, you've definitely shared it in this episode, but I love asking our guests, in what ways are you living your heart unleashed? Oh, this is good because once I discovered my purpose for being on the planet, you know, I went through a process of discovering my own purpose and discovering like why I'm here. Cause that was that question I was asking originally of, you know, before I met my life coach and then why do I do what I do? Right. So I went through this process and I think that important to me is that once we discover our purpose, I truly believe that it's our job and duty to live on purpose every day from this point forward, instead of living on accident. I spent 50 something years living on accident, but now I'm living on purpose. And I, I, like I said, once you know your purpose, go for it and just live it, live it every single day with no regrets. Yes. I love it. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you for being here. Thank you for sharing your brilliance and hearts. Thank you for opening your heart and being here and listening, absorbing. I hope you did get some tangible things to walk away with and start to shift your life and live on purpose and excited about all of it. So thank you for tuning into the Hearts Unleashed podcast, where we are turning dreamers into doers. We love you. 
Thanks for tuning in to the Hearts Unleashed podcast. We hope you found all the inspiration that you needed today and that you use it to take the next inspired action on your dreams. If you love the show, share it with a friend. We love spreading the love. For more information, to listen to more episodes, or to shop Hearts Unleashed, visit us at heartsunleashed.com. See you next time, hearts.